When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DPHRO and Rothenberg. Kevin Durant said the only thing he could say in that spot. All-star every year. I was leading vote-getter every year in all-star games. Sold a lot of jerseys. 50, 40, 90. Average 30. All-NBA. Was that successful? You've seen him on social media. at burner accounts. Like he's very defensive. Team success is a different thing, but you'd like to put how the team does. They're one of the best players and call it a failure. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. On 98.7. ESPN. I got to tell you, I plan to move right along to the Jets and get into the football. And there's some update with Saquon Barkley and the Giants are talking to his agent. Listening to that rejoin just annoys me. It just angers me. I mean, I did this. I did that. How can how can we say that my time here was a failure? Look at all the personal accomplishments I met. I'm sorry. Team first. And you did not succeed as a team. Right, it was all I, I, I. What was right. I mean? What kind of team success was he going to point to? Well, you, you could have so, some success. So, so then, you know what? Say it, it didn't work out the way we hoped. Personally, I played really well. You look at my numbers and stats, which I don't love anyway. But as a team, we failed. But he won't say it. No, that's not the kind of person he is to say it. Do you, what do you think? Behind closed doors. Uh, and you're right. He's a very sensitive guy. Burner accounts the whole nine yards. Behind closed doors. Do you think it eats at him that he failed with Brooklyn? Yeah, probably, because, I mean, it's, again, the reason why he left and came to Brooklyn was to chase what he felt like he, like, go back to when he was in Golden State, and they and they won a couple championships, and he said it, I mean, insinuated, like, LeBron James had kind of passed the torch to him now as the greatest player in the league, and he didn't get, that's not what he got. People did not look at him that way. People looked at him as a guy who went to the best team in the league and won two championships. So he wanted to change that that narrative. And he has not. He was following, dude, he was following the LeBron James playbook. He was hoping to get what LeBron James got for going back to Cleveland and winning. Right? Uh, it, it almost felt like it was more Miami-ish than it was Cleveland-ish, though. Right? Joining forces with two other no. unbelievable players. No, no. Uh, no, he had to. Did LeBron going to Miami was like him going to Golden State. LeBron had to learn to win championships first, and then he went back to Cleveland to 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 finish what he started. And that championship for a lot of people meant meant more than the championship that he won, the championships he won in Miami, and the championship he won in the impressive. bubble. And what what he did in in those games and coming back from three one was a nothing short of spectacular. Right, there was more bang for the buck. It's why Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets. No one will ever consider Kevin Durant to be in the same anything as LeBron James. No, but he thought if he could go to Brooklyn and win a championship and be the reason why they won a championship, that he would get that same kind of credit. That's right. He he made a huge misstep because he aligned with two guys that 
or I don't think guys you want to align with. Well, especially the one guy. Because it feels like the other guy, who's now actually seems like the Clippers are figuring it out. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be a problem in the West. He was also fed up. Right. Because he, he's another he guy that has to get over that. Kyrie was such, a, was such a nightmare. Well, I think they all recognize. They're smart enough to recognize that this is, I mean, what they're trying to accomplish. Right? KD's trying to win a, a championship as the, you know, as the guy. Harden's still trying to win a championship. He's not, he, you know, he's not known as a player that in big moments shows up. And they're all focused on their legacy. And that their time in Brooklyn does not reflect well on their legacy. Uh, no, I think it, it hurts their legacy terribly, especially Kyrie. Like, you, you don't even... Kyrie, when you watch him play and he's playing well, is a, 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 he's a virtuoso. He's a joy to watch. He's a pleasure. You don't think of that. You don't think of that at all. All you think about is the headache that Kyrie Irving happens to be. Now, I don't give the bulk of the blame of what happened to Kevin Durant, but to say your time here with Brooklyn was a success is is nonsensical. No, but he could have stayed. Of course he could have stayed. Right, he could have stayed. Like, he could have, I mean, Kyrie could have done his thing, and it felt like James Harden always wanted to be in Philly eventually anyway, and they could have gone their separate ways, and Kevin Durant could have shown some loyalty to the to the Nets since they pretty much did everything that he asked. Everything. They bent over backwards. They did too much. They gave those players all of the control, all the power. It's it's It feels very Aaron Rodgersy. In a way, what happened? In well, I think Aaron Rodgers, but this happened first, so I think the whole Aaron Rodgers things kind of feels Nets-ish. Okay, fine, but I'm just saying it. There, there feels like there's some similarities between the two. There are a lot of similarities. Yeah, well, this is what happens, though. This is what desperation. Uh, this is what desperation looks like. Like we're willing to do whatever it takes, bend over backwards, because uh, right. we can't. We don't have it another out. choice. We don't have another choice. We, we drafted a quarterback that hasn't worked. We haven't developed in the right way. It'd be a miracle. If we won eight games with Zach Wilson, so we have to do everything and anything possible to make sure Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. And and they have, and up to this point, it's been a, a monumental failure because he hasn't been healthy. And we'll see. Hopefully this season he's healthy and, and the Jets are a, a better version. And they got to be a better version of themselves this year. Oh, there's no choice for everybody in that building. Well, if, Starting if with Joe Douglas all the way down. If they're anywhere near what they were last season, I mean, you will see a completely different looking franchise next year. Yeah, this is it. No Sala, no Douglas, no Hackett, no Rodgers. No, I mean, you name it, they'll be gone. They'll all be gone. Yeah, unless Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to stick around with the new coaching staff. Because the coaching staff's going to be completely different if they don't if they don't have a really good season. Can you imagine if they if if they move on, they let Aaron Rodgers pick the new coach? I don't think that's going to happen. So, so you think either it's great and they stay intact. Or it's not great, and maybe he stays, but everyone else goes, and now all the power that he's had is gone. Well, it hadn't worked. I mean, it hasn't worked. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have, what, one year left? Well, why would you, like, it, <laughs> it's the Jets. But, I mean, in all honesty, why would you ever let a guy that was going to be around for one more year pick who the, the new head coach was going to be? I, why would you allow him to pick an offensive coordinator who is bad? Because he's good with the offensive coordinator. Okay. The only way this thing was going to work is if Aaron Rodgers played and played at a high level. He he played four snaps, and this thing crumbled. Crumbled. It it, it really did, didn't it? Um, it's probably underselling how bad it was after you read this article. And again, I don't know how true this article is. I mean, there's a lot of unnamed well, we, sources. I mean, the, Jets, the Jets haven't said anything, right? They haven't well, responded. But I, listen, I mean, what are they going to say? 
Are they going to go on and start defending well, they themselves? Could, they could refute it, and they didn't. They didn't. You know, when, when Diana and, and Zach reached out to them, they wouldn't give any kind of response. But you're right. I mean, everything is everything is off the record. Everything is. You're not going to know who's saying what. So yeah, that has to be baked in here. But you make your own conclusions and you draw your own conclusions. And I mean, you say what you want. Diana and Zach are very, very reputable reporters. Here's the thing, though, is that I don't have to draw any conclusions because I felt like at the time, as we lived through the season, this is what was going on. This just reaffirmed it. Correct. Now you see it in writing. With, uh, you know, 30 different people talking about their, you know, all their separate experiences. I mean, it's not it, it. Nothing in here. I mean, it, it's worse because you're reading it. You're actually you're actually seeing it now. But I think it's much worse because of that. Because to to have the idea in your head or my head or or whoever and believe like wholeheartedly, you you thought it was going down like this, but you weren't sure, and you didn't see other people in the football world making these kind of statements. To see it in black and white, I I think it it makes it much much worse in my opinion. Much, much worse, but it just like a couple of things we didn't talk about yesterday again because this thing kind of just fell on the show as as we were kind of right, mid show. Mid show, this was released, right? Yeah, but so things we didn't talk about yesterday, and I think we talked about this a lot as it was happening. He goes down in four plays, and now you have a season that was, I mean, at the very least, playoffs. I mean, this is God forbid we go thirteen now, thirteen straight seasons not making the playoffs. We got Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. We need to make the playoffs. Four plays in, that's that feels like it's out the window, or in their minds at least, because I got Robert Sala now. As you read this article, <laughs> walking around showing people's the fo- people the photo oh. of Aaron Rodgers running. Up. Hey guys, this is what it was supposed to be. Well, listen, it's not. So now you got to pivot. Now you got to adjust, and they never did. It was like the second he went down, and they found out it was his Achilles. Right, season was over. But but you know what's so frustrating to me? It was supposed to look different from Cleveland. And they had to, you know, they, they came to a fork in the road and they made a decision and they go to the postseason. Like, there's a lot of teams it was supposed to look different for. It was supposed to look different for Minnesota. And granted, they didn't get in, but at least they competed to the final two weeks of the season. Cincinnati? It was, it was supposed to look different for Cincinnati. And guess what? As bad as things were, they managed to finagle their way to get to week 17, I think, and still have a chance to control their own destiny and get into the postseason. So, yeah, it's supposed to look different for all these teams, but I think that every one of these teams did a better job on the fly of riding the ship than the Jets, in fact, did. Which I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me to ultimately my biggest point now. In the article, you also have Robert Sala telling people it would be a miracle if we won eight games with Zach Wilson. You mentioned Cleveland, right? Now, Cleveland is not known as, you know, the epitome of a well-run franchise. No. But, but, you're right. They did pivot. No, Stefanski's a really good coach. They found, you know, find ways to win games with, with four different quarterbacks. They end up bringing in Joe Flacco. Now, I know they didn't have the playoff success, but they make the playoffs and everything else. One of the takeaways after reading this thing again yesterday was, well, if your head coach feels like it would be a miracle to win eight games with Zach Wilson, why the bleep is Zach Wilson your starting quarterback then? Who made that decision? Because it's clearly not the coach. Well, it's either the owner or the GM. Right, so it speaks It speaks to the level of dysfunction inside the building then, That's in right. my opinion. That's right. I, I mean, in everybody's opinion, I would think, right? Well, if the guy that you hired to be your head coach and you believe is the best person to do this job and get you where you want to go tells you it would be a miracle if we win eight games, which everyone knows if you win eight games, you're not making the playoffs. If it would be a miracle to win eight games, why 
Why are we rolling him out every week and are you standing in front of a microphone making excuses for him? Because guess what? I mean, I can't like we, Because like we all assumed, no, because we all like we all assumed this was not his decision. This was not his decision, and fingers crossed for everyone in the organization, they get this year as kind of a, hey, what could you do? Aaron got hurt. We'll run it back next year and see what it looks like. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. And there, there is more pressure on the Jets heading into this year. I said maybe more than any team in football. I mean, I, I really believe that. Like, you, you can't come out here and have an eight-win season or even a nine-win season and miss the playoffs. You have to get in. You have to go on a run. You have to be one of the best teams in football. I just, I don't know how it's possible. I realistically don't know how it's possible. Unless they have an offseason that is, you know, otherworldly and they sure up the offensive line and they bring in a second receiver and Rodgers is still great. I just, I don't know how it's possible we're talking about the Jets in the AFC Championship next season. No, you have. I mean, that's, that's what it has to be. Otherwise, there's gonna something's gonna have to change, right? I mean, the the, the expectation can't be just hey, let's just make the playoffs. I asked RJ yesterday. I said, "Do you?" I, it was like uh, like a moment of, of of sincerity. Like we weren't joking around, messing around. It was like just me and him. I said, "Do you think there's any chance the Jets win the division?" And he was like almost aghast at asking. He's like, "No, no, I don't." All right, so if you don't think they win the division, now you have to be one of the best three teams. In the conference, which is going to include like a, a Cincinnati or a Baltimore. The Chargers are going to be in there. The Dolphins or Bills are going to be in there, right? The, the, the Jaguars or Texans are going to be in there. You have to be one of the top. If you don't win the division, you now have to be one of the top three teams in the AFC. Right. Indy's probably going to be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, they got a lot of work to do. But reading this article doesn't give you much confidence as a Jets well, fan. How, how could it? It's I gonna, mean, in the article it says, right? And again, we don't know. We, we don't know, right? We, we assume it's true. We don't know. So I want to put that caveat out there. But, I mean, Diane is very legitimate. So is Zach. I mean, you tell me. In the article, it says that Joe Douglas is the assistant general manager. Yeah, and Aaron is the Aaron is the general manager. Yeah, and Aaron runs and Aaron runs the whole show. Oh, but does that surprise you? How many no, how many times have we said that me. this this season? None of it surprises me. That's the but, problem. Is but none it's of it surprises upsetting, you? But it's but it's it's horrifying to me. Of course, because now you're you're reading a sourced article. About I knew it. that Dave Gettleman was comical. I knew it. Like he was awful. I knew it. And no, then, no, a- hold on. Oh, what? okay. The finish, finish. No, no, no. No, I think it's similar to what we just had, like the the thing I sent you guys. When Connor Hughes, like we heard, like Dave Gettleman joked, I wouldn't even pick up the phone. You're like, come on, that can't be true. Right, and, and, then, and it was. And right, then so, it ends up, so, which makes it, when you, when, you, when you hear it from somebody that, you know, that's pretty reputable, say that actually happened, that actually yeah, happened. It, it, it makes it that much worse because it, it hammers home the point, right? It just, it, it, when you see the video of something or you actually read it in black and white, it makes it so much worse. So my point was, I knew, like, and I told you guys you would joke around and defend and whatever. I knew that Dave Gettleman was comically bad, like an SNL skit level of bad. And then after the fact that I've talked to so many people and they've told me how bad, in fact, he was, now it's just like, yeah, I knew it. I wish I didn't know it to this level, though. And I feel the same with the Jets. I knew it, but now I'm behind the curtain and I know it to that level. And that sucks. It sucks. And it's going to be the same. And it's not like, hey, you're reading this now, and this is why they're making changes. And you'd be like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Of course you'd make changes. 
They're not making changes. Robert Sala is going to be back. Nathaniel Hackett will be back. Although it sounds like they're kind of looking for some help for Nathaniel Hackett. Because this is not a great article for Nathaniel Hackett, especially when I mean when you take all the things being said about him, the inability to adjust. I mean, it, does that surprise you though? Couldn't believe how little practice film there was from the Jets in training camp with Hackett, no. and then you look at their numbers offensively. It was almost like as soon as Aaron went down and they realized what the 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 option was going to be because it, it wasn't. It, yeah, that's it. We have you no know, chance it, anyway. You know what it was like? It was like when the Giants had third, uh, second, and ten from the two. We'll take the we'll do the sneak, and then we'll do it again. And that's not your job, though. It's not your job as a head coach to feel sorry for yourself. You play the cards that you're dealt, that's and right. you try to make the best of it. You put your players in a position, whatever it is, whatever that means, to have success. I agree like, with you. Like when you read a case for this, this for me, like and this we, is actually you know, this, we have we have a, like a clock and time and integrity and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, let me finish with this. The, tell me if this is the, this sounds like this year's Jets team. A team riddled with excuse-making, a paranoid head coach, and an ill-equipped offensive coordinator in an organizational tunnel vision on the quarterback that rubs some teammates the wrong way. Who are the Jets? <laughs> yes, yeah. a, that, that's, that's the Jets. That's yeah, the Jets. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it was really, I think, really, really soured on the Jets. RJ. Yeah. Yeah. Really. He actually, he actually said he felt bad for me. I know. He, he, he actually said yesterday in the group chat if you'd like to switch teams. Maybe you should become an NFL free agent. I don't. I would th- never do that. You wouldn't, and I know you wouldn't. And I and, obviously- and you know what? If if you did, I I'd, I'd probably lose all respect for you. They kick me off the show. You uh, you deserve the. Kick I wouldn't want to kick you off the show because I enjoy doing the show with you too much. But I <laughs> we'd want to part ways. Every morning I would walk in. I'd probably come in later. 
I probably show up at like 58, 59, maybe even have the theme music start. And I probably wouldn't talk to you at the breaks. Like I, you would not be the same person that you currently are to me. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's true. You and can't. You, the fact that you gave him an out, shame on you. Listen, I. And this is not me sitting up because my team's in a Super Bowl from my perch. I, I truly feel this way. It's unfair what you have to go through as a Jets fan. It's, it's unlike any other experience I think of any North American sports fan base. I really that's, believe that. I don't think that's true. Uh, you, don't think, you don't think the Browns have been that? I mean, they're not at the moment, but they've been that. You don't think the Lions have been that? The Clippers were that for a, sure. for an extended yeah, period but of the, time? But, oh, here's a problem with all three of those examples. All three of those teams either made the playoffs and the Clippers are rolling. Like the Jets, it, it was supposed to happen. And now you and I were having a conversation yesterday. Of like, I don't know that it's going to happen next year. And then you and I just had a, a conversation during this break of, I won't go through the the full version, but what happens if things don't go well this year? Changes, you you would think, right, next year? I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But the guys that you would get rid of, they have the family credit card in their hands for this year. They control your draft equity, your salary cap, your roster. If they push all their assets into this year to win in 2024 to save their own jobs, if they're gone next year, now you're going to bring in a regime that's dealing from not neutral, from being in reverse for the last couple of years. Is it any different than um, Joe Shane and Brian Dable had to deal with with the Giants? No, it's, for Gettleman? it's not. But then look at that situation where that's a that's a great example of they made the playoffs two years ago. They missed the playoffs this year. If they missed the playoffs next year, Dave, and they're, I don't know, they win seven games. Are you confident everyone comes back? I, I need to see how it actually looks. But you but, don't know. Right, no, I don't know. I think it's it's absolutely unknown. 100%. And if when they took over, I told you first three years, I'm not going to tell you the order of which things happen. Dave, they're going to get to the playoffs. And they're going to win a playoff game. You'd be like, sign me up. That's awesome. Absolutely. And it feels like that is that is kicked down the curb, right? That's done now. Because they were dealing from such a, a not even a base level. They were dealing from like 12 feet underground. So, so then on the flip side of that, when you look at the Jets, if the Jets win 10 games, get in, get into the playoffs for the first time in more than a decade and lose a close game to the Ravens. Uh, we, we just run it all back the following season? I think you have to. Yeah, I think at that point it just depends on, I mean, you're going to get Aaron Rodgers to play for another season? It sounds like he wants to play for at least two more seasons. Sounds it. Like if you're showing signs that hey, maybe, I mean, maybe we're trending towards being able to compete with those upper echelon teams, then yeah, you'd run it back, but... I also think you run the risk of, and we talked about this yesterday, you run the risk of all of a sudden now you do make the playoffs and you have a situation where you're going up against one of, uh, you name the AFC teams, and it's clear to everybody, clear as day, is that we're getting outcoached. And this offseason you had the opportunity to fix that, and we're not. Because we only saw four plays. And listen, I mean, Robert Sala, I don't think he's a great coach, also hasn't, hasn't had the luxury of having... A quarterback, period. That's true. The entire time. But you also have a unique situation where you have an offseason, your team stunk, and you have Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and you name like the coaches that are available that you know are proven commodities, that you know when you're put in a spot where it's, you know, teams are evenly matched in the postseason, you're not going to get outcoached. But we're going to run it back. The problem with this whole thing is, is none of it surprises me. Like some of this stuff should surprise me. It doesn't. None of it surprises me. Well, this is would, exactly uh, like honestly, like I what thought would it happened. Surprise you with the Jets? What would surprise you with this organization? Nothing, and that's the problem. 
Like this level of dysfunction doesn't surprise me at all. None of it. I feel like these are the same conversations we had during the course of the season. Now just finally, you know, put neatly together into a an, an article we right, can all read. A, a finely packed article. Let, let's get to some of the calls. Let's go to our buddy D in Queens. Good morning, D. You're on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, fellas? How's everything? What's up, buddy? Listen, I ain't going to go told you so whatever, but it does relate to Lamar. The reason I say it relates to Lamar, Lamar wasn't coached. The only person who tried to coach him was Odell Beckham. And the reason that's important is Aaron Rodgers is more developed than Lamar Jackson ever will be. And he's running the whole organization. And look how it's a disaster. You see Michael Jordan. Players have no business being in the front office or in management decisions. Yeah, you can ask their advice, but they need to be players. And because you let Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants to, look at the dumpster fire. And the root cause, as we're starting to see more and more, is the owner. Woody Johnson is a horrible owner. The Jets are the second-worst-run franchise in the, old, in the entire NFL. And it's not even really close between, between who's the third-place worst-run team. Who, who's who's, the, the, wor- Panthers, who's the worst, Carolina? The Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. yeah, the Panthers. Yeah, it's not even close. It's like the Panthers and the Jets and everyone else. Like, it's a joke. Like, what coach wants – I think they kept um, – I wasn't Robert Sala because nobody wants to come there. Who would want to coach this mess? Who would want to coach this mess? And that's, I mean, ultimately that's going to be another problem too is once we get through this, the whole Aaron Rodgers experience with Robert Sala and everybody else. And like RJ said, it, it's smart. It's what I would do. Hell, like if my, if my job was directly tied like Joe Douglas's is to the next couple of years and the success, what am I saving? I'm going all right. in. You, you think I care about my, my first-round pick in 2027? No, I'm doing whatever you, it takes you, you to think, try to win You think now. I care about going over the salary cap and in three years that we're going to be in some kind of financial you know, discourse? No, I, I, I need to win now. And, and it's not like I'm a level of coach where they're going to be teams lining up to make me the head coach of their organization. We said it yesterday. Robert Sala loses this job. Unless something changes dramatically, he'll never be a head coach in this league again. And I stand by that. Yeah, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't lump all players into the I can't be good executives either. Like Ozzie Newsom was one of the best executives ever. I think he means why, why do you always turn to the players and, and look at them and say, what, what should we do here? Well, because you have no do it on your own. But they can't because they don't know how to do it on their own. They haven't had success. Well, is, doing it on Isn't their that own. a problem? So you lean. No, yeah, well, being as. <laughs> yes, it's a huge problem. But that problem is not going to get fixed because Woody Johnson is not going to sell the team. So now all of a sudden. You have, I mean, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time that's available. You need a quarterback. You need to win. We also understand, like, uh, for the you know, the other you know extras that come along with Aaron Rodgers with the you know, all the media coverage, it's probably good for, not probably, it's good for business. So you say, hey, whatever you want. All the things that you didn't get in Green Bay, we're going to give them to you. Do you believe right now, as you sit here February 1st, that this will work out well. That this will work out well? Like, what does yeah. well mean? Uh, like the Jets are going to have success. However you determine success yes. this coming season, you think that the Jets will have success with Aaron Rodgers, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala moving forward. Yeah. Okay, good. I think I there's too much talent. I, the I think there's too much talent not to. I think there's too much talent, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is good enough. Like Aaron Rodgers, even at 40 off an Achilles, is going to be... Especially uh, something to prove. Something to prove. Yep. I mean, re- recognizing how poorly this will reflect on him on him if it doesn't go well. Uh, the only reason Nathaniel Hackett has a job is because of Aaron Rodgers. The uh, only 100%. reason why they went out and, and signed Alan Lazard was because of Aaron Rodgers. Or Billy and all Turner. That, 
none of that works without Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't like you had a, a, a second option that could get the best of the players around him. How, how short is the leash with Aaron Rodgers, with the fans? Uh, at this point? Yeah. It, probably pretty short. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. In staying at the meeting yesterday forced me in a position that I've never been in since we've been at these studios. Wow, that's a nice tease. You like that? That's a real nice uh-huh. tease. It's it's true, and I think I think it's right up your alley, this conversation. I have no idea. Right, see, I think there, I might. I think I might, but I, uh, I'll wait. Okay. Let, let's get to some of these callers. Again, we got an observation that didn't happen in Florida coming your way in, I don't know, about 10-ish minutes. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Hi, Ira. Hey, hey, good morning, fellas. And you know what? Uh, I just want to thank you for ruining my breakfast yesterday when you made me aware of this article. But, you know, it's really not shocking. It's a lot of it was expected, and you hear different things during the year. But the thing that I take out of it the most once I got a chance to digest it, it just exposes Salah more than I have a negative feeling about this guy, and it just makes me feel worse about him. And the thing that scares me about it is that next year is that if they happen to stumble into a 9-8 and record and get to a wild card and lose a game, that they're going to roll it back again. Because at the end of the day, and, and like I said, I don't care how big a Jets fan you are, nobody could convince me that this guy's taking us to a Super Bowl. So what's the point? It's a fair unless, point. Ira, Ira, unless, unless, because at the end of the day, Right, the, the the person that gets affected most by this not being successful is Aaron Rodgers, right? Are we all agree with that. Yes, he he yeah. can lose points off his legacy. Okay. Yes. So if what you said happens, they go nine and eight, and then it becomes clear to everybody that the reason why this team couldn't get to where they wanted to get to was because the head coach isn't very good. If Aaron Rodgers recognizes that and realizes, hey, I got one year left, coach isn't very good, I think th- then maybe you have a chance. But if Aaron yeah, Rodgers wants Robert see, Sala to be the coach, it doesn't feel like uh, Robert Sala's going anywhere. No, I know. I get that. But you know what scares me? Even like everybody's crying, make a change this year, which is not happening. Even maybe possibly, you know, God forbid, make a change next year. Then w- what do you do with Joe Douglas? Are you bringing in a new coach next year and then you're tying him up with Joe Douglas? You've made that mistake when you kept Rex and you brought in Izzig. So it's either next if 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 it and if it doesn't work next year and we don't get to a championship or a Super Bowl, we'll have a really good run. It's got to be a, a clean sweep. You 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 have to pull the bandaid completely on this thing. Yeah, Ira. Listen, I'm sorry we ruined your breakfast yesterday, and I'm sure we probably <laughs> ruined your breakfast again today. But I, I don't I don't know how to answer your question because I don't know like, what for do. me. Well, not for me. Like, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't need, if I own this team, I wouldn't need this article because I'm around. I mean, it sounds like Woody's pretty involved. You're around, you hear things, you talk to people, like you see what's happening, you see the lack of production, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Like, I'm making a change. Now. Things are going to change. Yeah, like now, I'm making a change. Because this, this is not how I want my my team run. Like, can you imagine? Just, just imagine you're like, no, nah, this probably, I mean, again, this is probably, I'm probably sensationalizing this a little bit, but I can just imagine like one of the players goes into Robert Sala's office and is like, hey coach, like something's gotta change, we gotta fix this. 
And meanwhile, he's kind of not paying attention. He's just staring at the picture of Aaron with the American flag. Like, <laughs> could you imagine what it could have been? You know what it could have been? Could you imagine? I know. It's, 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 a, it's a problem. But maybe, maybe you have a good season. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll win this division. Maybe you guys go 12-5 and five and get the two seed. And I mean, who the hell knows? I mean, he's, he's, you say what you want. Last time he was challenged like this and they drafted Jordan Love, he won back-to-back MVPs, right? Right, but it's not going to be because Nathaniel Hackett all of a sudden is a good offensive coordinator or Robert Sala is a good head coach. It's going to be right. because Aaron he's going to have to win in spite of them. But you know what? He's had success with Hackett in the past. Yeah, because Nathaniel Hackett allows him to kind of be the pseudo-offensive coordinator. What would you say the odds are of 100% the odds are that you're going to get really good Aaron Rodgers this coming season? <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe that they're good. Okay. What would you say? Over 50? Yeah. 70%. I would say over 70%. See, I think you ask RJ this question, and he thinks it's 25%. RJ, odds that Aaron Rodgers gives you a really good season this coming year? I would say, like, he's not going to win MVP, but if you tell me... Really good season, though. End, end of the season, you... You know, we're, we're sitting here on the show. It's like, boy, Aaron, that, that's Aaron Rodgers. I would say 45%. All right. So you believe it will not happen? Um, less likely than to happen, but I think Rodgers, when motivated, has proven that he can he can buckle down, and he's gotten a lot of ammunition over the last year. Um, Raymond, uh, odds of Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers next season? <sighs> I, I don't think he's going to be MVP level Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to be a lot better than anything you've run out there in quarterback in the past two decades. So you'll take it. You'll so, you'll, you'll go so right. So you think fifty fifty? Greater than fifty fifty, I'd say. All right. So you you expect things to go well for the Jets next year? It, well, it yeah, has to. but it I has to. It has to. But on top of that, I mean, I still think we need to figure out. I mean, we have to see what they do with the offensive line. I mean, do they add uh, what receiver they add to go along with Garrett Wilson? Right. So I think the receiver feels like it's easier than the offensive line. Yeah, I would agree with that, especially when you look at the free agent class. But, right. I mean, they have, on the offensive side of the ball, they have some real work to be done. Real, real, real work. And the offensive line, it, I mean, you see it. It's weird. It's like some teams can fix it in an off season, and some teams can't fix it in five seasons. Right, but I also think it, it gets, I think it also gets highlighted and accentuated when the quarterback's not very good either. Uh, absolutely. Let's go to Kevin in the big rig. Good morning, Kev. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Can you can you blow the horn for us, Kev? <laughs> nice. I oh, love it. Morning, upstate New York. Love it. So, what do you got? Um, now, I know it's sports talk radio, and so we, we talk about everything and expectations and the full season and all of that. But if I'm a Jets fan, the only thing I'm thinking about and caring about is winning Week One and making sure Rogers gets through healthy because. You know, I'm a Chargers fan, and there's all this excitement about Harbaugh, and I'm excited too. However, the only thing I'm thinking about winning week one, Harbaugh's a great coach, but he's 0-0 zero and zero as a Chargers head coach. And, you know, last year with the Jets, it was the definition of putting the cart before the horse and all the hype and expectation, and I get it. But, I mean, you, you got to just focus on week one and Rogers healthy, you know, after the draft and all that. I just, I just like, wanted Ke- to put Kevin, that out you, there. Uh, I, I, sorry, I think you seem like a really nice guy, and I appreciate that you tooted the horn for us, but I'm not looking at week one and then that's it. I'm, I'm looking at the whole big picture. Obvi- obviously, it goes without saying Rogers needs to stay healthy, and of course week one every week is going to have huge impact on the Jets. But I'm not, I'm not just, just about week one and that's it. No, I think what he's trying to say, what he's trying to do at least for himself, he he's speaking 
about the Jets, but it sounds like it's kind of how he feels about his Chargers. He wants to temper expectations. But you can't with the Jets. No, you can't. And you can with the Chargers. You can't. Well, I don't with the even Jets. know. Can you? I mean, how can you temper expectations with the Chargers? Well, I mean, if the Chargers go nine and eight and don't get in, but you see Herbert playing better and they kind of clean up the salary cap a little bit, and you know that they're heading in the right direction. That's fine. I think people would be disappointed with that, though. But disappointed is one thing. Jets go nine and eight, miss the postseason. It's tragic, right? But, but if we're doing sports talk radio in L.A. and you know, you're a Chargers fan, and I'm a Chargers fan, and we're kind of creating this narrative that, hey, it's year one, give him an opportunity to come in. As long as you see Herbert playing well, you're not having the same kind of mistakes that Brandon Staley was making. It's only year one, right? We want to see progress, which we all think you're going to see. And you set that expectation, then when they go 9-8 and eight and you see all those things, like, okay, yeah, that, that looked all right. Now, now the expectations will change in, in year two. But to his point... The expectations, like I had to try to slow people down when the whole Aaron Rodgers thing went down because it was like, well, Super Bowl now, Super Bowl or Buster, it's a failure. Well, because it's they're, they're starving. I, I get it, but then when then so so when you set the expectations as high as they were set, it's I mean, it, the fall is much is much steeper. Uh, sure, but but at least with the Chargers, there like the the quarterback is young. A lot of the really good players are young. The Jets are in there. There is no tomorrow. Like Jim Harbaugh is going to be there for years. You can build a culture and build a system and, and build a future. The Jets don't have that luxury. The Jets are, we need to win now or we're going to have a completely new regime. Yeah, I get it. I understand that. I mean, there's a sense of urgency. I think the other, the other big difference is, is that everyone knows that Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. Terrific coach. I mean, no the, one the knows guy's succeeded Robert, everywhere he's been. No one knows if, if Robert is a good coach. I mean, let's be honest. If I said to you is a good coach or a bad coach, where would you go? Bad. All right. If I said to you Jim Harbaugh, good coach or bad coach, it's not even a question. No, it's not because he has a track record of success. Robert Sala doesn't. He has a track record of success as a defensive coordinator but not as a head coach. Let's go to Ray in Babylon. Hi, Ray. You're on 98.7. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Isn't Woody Johnson embarrassed? Doesn't he go to the owners' meetings and just, I mean, try to hide? It's ridiculous. And I'll tell you something. He's aware of all the dysfunction and the dumpster fire that's going on. Um, I used to have season tickets, and two times he came out to our tailgate with no entourage. He listened to us. He asked us what, you know, what we thought about the team, and he didn't interrupt us. He listened. He actively he actively listened. So he's aware of what's going on. Isn't he aware of the fact that um, Fala has lost the trust of the public? Don't you remember two years ago when we were all down on Zach Wilson and Salah kept coming out and says, Zach's our guy. He's doing great in practice. We have all the faith in, in Zach. Sure. Then – then last year, what did he do? This past season, what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? He benches the guy who a year, a season before, he said he's our guy. He lost all the trust of the fan base when he did that, and he's not a serious coach. Uh, Woody Johnson, and the Jets aren't a serious team. And one more point I want to make. What's, why Aaron Rodgers? To win now? It's like having a one-night stand compared to having a lasting relationship with a girl you're going to marry. Yeah, but you know what? They can't find the girl. They can't find the girl yeah, you're going to marry, Yeah, they're virgins. Right? And they're virgins. The problem. 
They've tried. They've That's been the on. Problem. They've been on blind dates with the the best and brightest. Right? They could ha- have. Oh. You know, they had the two pick. They had the three pick, and they blew it with the beautiful woman numerous times. You nailed it. They're gonna be the bachelor that's always hunting for the for the right girl. It's always the happen. bridesmaid, Ray. Thanks for the phone call. They've tried the other way. They don't e- either. They're not good at it, or they've had horrible luck, or a combination of the both. They cannot succeed, or have not succeeded in taking the young quarterback. Yeah, Has but you asked the, you asked the question. You know the answer to the question, man. I mean, why Aaron Rodgers? Because uh, because they, it's Zach Wilson's the other option. They missed with Zach Wilson. They didn't, for whatever reason, he wasn't the guy. They didn't develop him right. He was not the guy to do it. They had a really good defense. They had really, I mean, they had good enough players that Joe Douglas didn't want to waste the talent that he had. So they went with Aaron Rodgers, and, and, and Aaron they, Rodgers they got hurt. screwed up with Sam Darnold. They screwed up with Sam Darnold. They screwed up with Zach Wilson. And that's exactly why you're now going with Aaron Rodgers, because you're saying it's been forever since we won a, a thing, and we're trying to win now, and maybe we don't know how to develop the young quarterback, and this guy gives us the best chance to win. Problem is, he got hurt. Not to mention it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. Which is also and, and, good, and great for business. You know, one of the top, what, three players in the entire league as far as just notoriety and, and recognition? I mean, yeah, I, I'd say probably right there at the top. I mean, Mahomes, then Rodgers. Uh, yeah, but I think as far as a talking point, Mahomes oh, isn't, is, talking well, point. Mo, no, Mahomes I, isn't polarizing. The way no, 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 no. As far as 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 conversation piece, I think Rodgers is one. Yeah, right. And look what it did. Look, do look what it did for the Jets nationally. They were the it story. They were the story. Right. That's and, right. And don't listen. The fact that Woody Johnson comes out with no honorage and is actually sitting there listening to what the fans think that's not a good thing. It may make you feel good as a fan. Is that what you want? You want your no. owner? I mean, going out and, and talking to fans, I think, is great. Don't oh, that's great. But what, what, Steve, Steve in Section 212, what do, you, what do you think about quarterback? What do you think I should do? Yeah, that's great. Uh, oh. Rod- Rodney, can I ask you a question? Would you use Beckton at left tackle? Such a mess. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.